Life's a beach here in the Daintree. Actually, we have ten beaches between the Daintree and Bloomfield rivers, but who's counting? In fact, there are so many beaches that you'd be lucky to see another soul as you set out to explore them. It's a matter of choice. Your choice. There are beaches, and then there are tropical beaches. And then there are tropical beaches that have escaped development. They're quite rare and quite distinctive, especially on the continental mainland. So that's exactly what you get here in the Daintree. Undeveloped tropical beaches. You've got this dense tropical Daintree rainforest that hangs out over the sand, reaching out for the easiest sunlight. The high tide borders between rainforest and sea become a refuge for bleached driftwood, flotsam, seeds and pumice. The, the ebb or low tide starts to expose different natural phenomena, such as crabs, worms and birds. Only north of the Daintree River you'll start to see the special fringing coral reef kissing the mainland. While they're distinctive, just don't expect the Daintree beaches to be the same. You see, each of our ten beaches has quite unique qualities, just begging to be explored. That The mountains, ridges, creeks, meandering coastline and that fringing reef all encourage individual differences. And they all have their own individual names, of course. The complexity of the Daintree tropical beaches means that they collect and create myriads of organic shapes, as well as amazing textures and kaleidoscopes of colours from subtle to crazy. And that's without exaggerating too much. Millions of years of powerful natural forces, such as tectonic continental rift and drift, volcanic eruption, erosion and constant ice ages have created this landscape. And powerful forces such as these can't just sit there passively. They make a strong impression and they demand visual expression. And that's why it's here along these Daintree Coast beaches that an exciting new art movement has emerged. It started slowly and secretively, but now the secret's starting to come out and it's sweeping around the world as we speak. So forget your impressionistic, Etonian, abstract, Japanese or Cubist art movements, no way. They're all so yesterday, may even be yester-century. This new movement is called the Daintree Ecological Installation Crab Art Movement. That's a mouthful, so we call it Daintree Cam for short. And it's really hot right now. Certainly more roundest than Cubist, and it's totally inspired by nature. Allow me to show you around a bit. Uh, let's start off with the willy wonkers of the beach. Zillions of tiny little sand bubbler crabs creating special and unique art. Twice a day, every day, around the low tides. Scraping, picking up a little blob full of sand, sifting out and not swallowing all the juicy rubbish and detritus, and in the process, recycling organic flotsam. True ecological heroes. But that's just the start of it. Then they position the sanitised pellets into random little artistic bubbles, as individual as snowflakes. It's art, naturally. Sand alone is their food, their canvas and their medium. Functionalism. All part of the Daintree Cam. So check out Daintree Cam here in the Daintree, slowly, naturally, 
bring your camera and go Instagram. How about that maroon blubber of jelly, quivering like a bloated belly? It has short stumpy tentacles and is not dangerous. Imagine an island melting in the sun, or it could be an ancient eroding volcanic crater. Not a jelly belly, not really a fish, but a jelly blubber. Near the water, hundreds of extruded sea worm castings uh, may be piled up tidily like corded sandy turrets or collapsed and plopping randomly in crooked coils like the work of a tipsy cake decorator. You could discover ripples of wave-blown sand on the flatter beaches of the region, casting shadows in the early morning or late afternoon sunlight. Here's an army invasion. Hordes of soldier crabs marching and munching ravenously along the sand. Eco-warrior soldier crabs breaking down organic matter, creating their own patterns and colours as they forage along. It's art on the move. Unlike other crabs, these guys move forwards, not sideways and certainly not backwards. They should join our emu and kangaroo on the Australian coat of arms. Uh, reddish aerial roots dropping down from the branches above and gripping the sand, then reaching out into smaller and smaller mini arches. These are red mangroves framing the landscape on a special few of our beaches. Uh, all of them have driftwood, weathered and floating, stone washed and sanitised by salt and stripped to grey or bone coloured bare essentials. Long distance travel might add a few barnacles for a special effect. Tree trunks can grow naturally twisted and sculpted lovingly into sinuous, sensual human shapes. A torso, not a bust, but busty enough, nonetheless. A shapely piece of work. An underwater volcano has erupted halfway to Chile. Discharged gases and water combine to form chunks of soft, grey, aerated pumice. Tumbled and tossed in the Pacific Ocean washing machine, a year or so later finding refuge in the peace and shelter of the Coral Sea and enriching our part of the earth. By the way, it's the perfect callus remover. They cost about six quid in Boots pharmacies in the UK, apparently. Cold water mini geysers? Hmm, almost, but not quite. In big rain events, water can go underground and then magically, secretly, some of the water bubbles up through the sand creating these eddies, whirlpools and temporary sand ridges only here in the Daintree. Heavy rain also makes innumerable coloured little channels fanning out over the sand like river deltas through the desert. The angle of the light, composition of the sand, reflections and the background all make for happy snapping. At Cow Bay Beach there's something quite different crazily shaped pink quartzy clumps of rock reclining in the sands between the high and low tide marks. It's difficult to understand how they were formed, let alone describe them in a podcast or a blog, but here goes. These cow bay outcrops seem to be a type of pink comb-layered quartz with striated or rhythmic banding created under extreme heat and compression, possibly at the border between hot underground magma and the more solid structures at the edges. Whatever the process, they're beautiful, they're most unusual, and they're lying peacefully in clumps of rocks 
at the northern end of Cow Bay Beach, just around the first little headland. If you stroll behind the quartz clumps to the shoreline, you'll discover a shelf of soft mudstone. It's not quite claystone or siltstone, shale or sandstone, but a similar process. Mudstone is fine-grained clay and silt eroded and deposited underwater. Various sized particles compress into different structures and covers. Water is squeezed out, making mudstone. Much like ochre, which is a clay stone, it's great for painting and is used by the Kukuyalanji rainforest people. It may be that the hard quartz clumps were once mudstone before undergoing their metamorphosis. Uh, there's a lot more to see on our beaches, uh, so you're invited to go out and explore for yourself. Many local shops have a little $2 booklet called Walks of the Daintree, and you'll find all the Daintree and more beach walks explained. And the really, really good news is that entry to our Daintree beaches is totally free. Uh, local volunteer caretakers and World Heritage recognition means that you can visit and explore without having to break the bank. Just bring along your imagination and your camera. So be a part of Daintree Cam and Instagram.